Hey guys, it's Danielle. Welcome back. Um, this week on the 40-something and interning podcast, I have a member of my cohort who is also a dietetic intern. Um, she's actually the first intern in my class that I met when I went to orientation. Nadia, please introduce yourself. Hi, Danielle. It's great. Thank you for having me on your no podcast. Problem. So excited. <laughs> um, so I'm Nadia Livesay. Um, I'm 22 years old. I currently live in Collinswood, New Jersey, which is near where um, the KBDI, the Complete Business Dietetic Internships headquarters is. Um, and in my free time, I like to hang out with my dog, which I recently got in. I think we adopted him in July. Um, when I moved here, right before the internship started and just relaxed in between rotations. Okay. And where are you originally from? You said you moved there. Mm -hmm. I went to school in North Carolina, but I'm originally from and like grew up in Annapolis, near Annapolis, Maryland. So okay. I've kind of been jumping around. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's cool that you moved. It's only a couple of people that I've spoken to that have moved for um, their internship, but it just speaks mm -hmm. to like uh, the passion <laughs> I think for the experience um, yeah, yeah. that you want. Like, I know a lot of people with distance internships don't necessarily move um, for the mm -hmm. internship, but it definitely like has made it an interesting experience. Um, and it was easier for me to find like my preceptors and things like that. So that mm -hmm. was really like the motivation behind that. Yeah, because Beryl, I mean, they have so many connections in the area. Mm -hmm. I think that must have made it so much easier for you. Yeah, it was a lot easier. That's nice. Okay. So I'm interested in um, the interview as well, because we talked a little bit, but I don't like the full story of you. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so absolutely. When did you become interested in nutrition and dietetics? So I've always been really passionate just about food in general, not necessarily nutrition, but like my dad growing up, um, for like the beginning years of my life was he was a chef like he went to culinary school and everything and my mm -hmm. um, grandfather on my mom's side he was a pastry chef he owned a pastry shop with partners like so it was always like a passion of mine I've always loved food and eating and being and cooking and being around people um but like the nutrition aspect really came in more in high school um mm -hmm. and I've Start, like I loved cooking and I was like okay I'm interested in nutrition um in the beginning stages of that interest it wasn't in the best way which I'll talk about a little bit more later on how that has kind of like formed how I want to be as an RD but I had mm -hmm. a very unhealthy relationship with food um it became more of like an obsession with eating healthy um mm. that has obviously I've changed that since then um and that's why I really am interested in helping people with improving their relationship with food. But we'll get into that more, I'm sure, later. I don't want to like. Yeah, no, 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 no. This, this will absolutely flow. The one comment that I want to make before I ask you about that journey, because I think, well, I'm interested in it. And I'm pretty sure the, the, the uh, listeners would also be interested in it. But when you were talking about like a love of food and, and how it started so early in your family, like that social mm -hmm. aspect and, 
you know, just, it was just a normal thing for me. Food has always been a love language mm-hmm. of mine. Um, anytime there was a celebration like birthdays and cakes, my father has a sweet tooth. So we were always mm-hmm. getting those little treats, but at the same time, <clears throat> my family was always, uh, nutrition was always a major focus because I know for your body to work the way that you want it to work, mm-hmm. you know, you have to eat well. So we always discussed it, even if it was just in passing. And so I think like you, I love food in general, mm-hmm. but I subconsciously always made choices a lot of the time that I felt would benefit me nutritionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yes, please, please share, um, your story or your journey with nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in high school, that's kind of where I started developing a more disordered relationship with food. Before then, we, my family always was like health conscious in a way, but they never like, they didn't know a lot about nutrition. Neither of my parents like went to college, like they don't have a science background. So mm-hmm. it was always like, they knew like you should eat your fruit and vegetables, like have balanced diet but it was never like something we talked about a ton um just because they like in schools these days like that you don't get a lot of education on in-depth nutrition when you're in high school so they didn't know that much about it um Mm -hmm. so when I started researching it I got kind of like led astray almost in a way by like the internet which nowadays Hmm. I feel like I mean that was what eight years ago so it's a little different now there's so many great resources out there but then it was like oh like fat it was a lot of fad diets still like teach like cut out food groups like things like that and at first it felt like harmless um and I got interested in it mainly because I wanted to lose weight but it wasn't necessarily in a way to support my health it was more like an aesthetic thing because I was in high school and that's what I felt mm-hmm. I needed to do at the time um, without understanding how doing those things could harm my relationship f- with food in the long run. So mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, I really like this. I lost weight. I was like, oh, this is so successful. Like I could make this a career and teach other people how to lose weight. So that's kind of where I was like, oh, well, I should major in this in college. And originally I was going to go and I wanted to do a double major with nutrition and a business degree because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and own my own business. Um, Mm -hmm. But then when I like went to orientation, I realized that wasn't going to happen because (laughs) nutrition, being a dietetics major is crazy. And they're like, you will not graduate like for six years. And I was like, okay, so I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Um, I'll just do dietetics and I'll um, get a business minor, which is what I ended up doing. Um, But as I was going through the program, I kind of started, as I was learning more about nutrition, learning about a balanced lifestyle, um, I started realizing, like, what I had thought about nutrition before wasn't true. That's not the way to live a healthy lifestyle. And being healthy, prioritizing your health doesn't correlate to your weight in that way. Losing weight at the expense of nutrition at the expense of living a balanced lifestyle your mental health your sleep your stress level 
just because you lost weight doesn't make it healthy. And that's when I started kind of putting the pieces together of the kind of dietitian I wanted to be. Mm, that's powerful, Nadia. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's a big, big deal. And I feel like <clears throat> um, once you start, you know, taking people on on your own, you'll be able to relate to a, a really big portion of um, the population with that. I think it's a lot that we don't discuss enough or people don't share mm-hmm. enough. And for you to be so open and talk about that will make other people open up, I, I feel. Yeah, and I think it's something that's actually so prevalent in the dietetics community when people are getting into it. A lot of people are there like for the right reasons, but a lot of people don't realize like that they do have an unhealthy relationship with food. And I think that a lot of DPG programs can like either turn you either way, like um, they can teach you like how to have a balanced lifestyle about nutrition. You learn the science of metabolism and things like that. And you realize, okay, like I can do health supporting sustainable behaviors and it doesn't have to be about weight loss or like my freshman year, I was like, okay, I was getting that. But then you also have like food log tracking and nutrient analysis. And that can, that can play into your brain where you're like, oh, like I need to pay more attention to what I'm eating. Like I'm not eating healthy enough. Like, and it becomes like a competition almost with your classmates Mm -hmm. to see who can eat like the healthiest. Um, so I think it can go either way. Like, and I think that's where our profession like can grow in a way is by like putting an emphasis on sustainable, healthy behaviors and not necessarily weight loss all the time. Yeah. And I feel like over the last couple of years, there's been such a shift in, um, especially on Instagram, that's where I spend a lot of my time anyway, Yeah, but even with what is shared and the reels and what the dietitians are saying, like, it's not about like skinny doesn't equal health and yeah. you want something that's sustainable and you don't want to put this additional pressure on people to equate health with a physical look, you know? Yeah, it doesn't exactly, matter. Yeah. Like what works for me may not work for you. And it's very individualized. And as you said, like, if you want it to be a lifestyle change, it's going to have to be sustainable. That's important. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's, let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So where, <laughs> where did you complete your DPD program? So I completed my DPD at Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina, um, and I graduated this past May. Yay. So funny. (laughs) The interview just before you was from Appalachian State. No way. That's so funny. Are you, um, does Emily Grimes sound familiar to you? Yeah, yeah. I know her, yes. Our program is very small, so everyone... (laughs) like knows everyone. <laughs> That's so funny. Yep. She just, I just got off the phone with her. <laughs> so nice. So what did you think of the program? Um, I loved it. I loved my DPD program. Like all the professors there were amazing. Like I didn't have a bad experience with any of them. Um, they gave us like a very well-rounded um, approach and I really loved it. Um, we got a lot of experience in like counseling. Like we had a whole, um, 
counseling class, which we just did a class day with KBDI where we learned about like motivational interviewing and things like mm-hmm. that. And I was so grateful for my DTD program because they put a big emphasis on motivational interviewing and like learning your patient or your client's intentions, like why they eat the way they do, why they feel that way. Um, so I like that my DT program gave me such a good, like well-rounded approach, not just be like, this is what you need to eat, blah, 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 blah. They really mm-hmm. looked at, like uh, the person. They wanted you to know to create a individualized approach with your patients, your clients, like no matter what setting you're in, if you're clinical, if you're private practice community. So I really loved that. Nice. Okay. And what did you think of the diecast process? Um, at first, I felt very intimidated, especially because I feel like in the dietetics community, everyone knows like diecast is terrible. That everyone's like, uh, <laughs> we hate diecast. So, like before I even went in, I felt like I had an expectation of what it was going to be. I was like, this is going to be the worst thing ever. Um, but when I was doing it, it wasn't that bad because it was just like very time consuming. Um, but I started it kind of early because I was like, okay, I need to like get my resume together. Like those simple things, I started early enough where it was a little less overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reached out to support to like professors that were in my DPD program and they were willing to help me like how to word things, like what experiences I should put in there. Um, so that was really helpful. And I did the all access um, course for my diecast. I didn't do coaching, but I did the course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really helpful with like my personal statement because that was what I was the most nervous about. I was like, I don't yeah. know how to put my experiences into words um, that sound compelling to a DI director. Like that felt very intimidating to me. Yeah. So that was a big help. Yeah, we talked about, <clears throat> Emily and I talked about, um, different resources and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out um, what way to go as far as attacking that. Like, should she utilize, should she solely utilize the resources at the school and from her mentors or, or should she invest in different programs to help with the process? It's all individual. I think both are good. Yeah, I, it was a big debate and um, all access is great, but it is expensive to like buy that course. So I've paid for it in I think I broke it down into different payments um Mm -hmm. but what really I bought it for was because I was like I don't know how to like write a personal statement like that's really what I bought it for was the Uh um I feel like I maybe could have got like I could have done it without it I'm sure but I don't think my personal statement would have been as strong Uh the reason I really got it was because I needed that confidence that I had a resource that would help me because I was not confident that I could do it on my own um yeah now looking back I'm like I wish I would have believed in myself more because it turned out fine obviously I'm here talking to you about being a dietetic (laughs) intern but I wasn't confident in my ability to get a dietetic internship so for me it was worth it to get an outside resource just because I felt like I could do it like I had like Mm -hmm. course to help me through it and when I was doing it by my, trying to do it by myself, I felt like I can't do it. Like, I, I don't know where to even begin. So no, that's very, yeah. very honest. That's so yeah, honest because, um, yeah, it's a, I think 
and not to cut you off, I think that applying and to hear so often about people not being matched, like mm -hmm. you know that it's a competitive thing. And there's at this point, a lot of interns, you know, for the number of mm -hmm. dietetic students that are trying to match. So anything that you have to do <laughs> to feel confident in the process, mm -hmm. I don't think I can knock either way, you know, people choose to go yeah. about it. Yeah, that was like, I was like, well, my GPA is not that, like, it wasn't that high. And, but I had like good experiences, but I didn't know mm -hmm. how to put it into words. So I was like, I just need something that will make me feel confident in the process. Cause right now I'm not feeling confident in myself. And I know that a DI director is going to be able to tell if I'm not confident in what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So that really gave me like the push to be able to be like, I have the experience, like I can explain explain where my weaknesses are and turn them into a strength and sell myself because so mm -hmm. I was like I don't feel confident in my ability to do that right now so it, it did make a difference yeah and you know what there's something else <clears throat> all access does a really good job of highlighting like if you're fearful about your GPA because Many professors will say, like, if you don't have a three five, like yeah. you're not gonna match. And I was like, Well, I'm not gonna match this. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but they had um they pushed, I, I saw it numerous times. They're like, Are you fearful that you won't match because of your GPA? And I was like raising my hand. So yeah. I did not purchase any of like the coaching, like their classes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I watched and used their free resources from afar. But what I did yeah. do is I've been watching them all along. I did purchase their um, pass the exam prep book mm -hmm. because I just feel like, again, like that confidence. I'm not not confident, but I yeah. feel like anything that could help any additional resources would be beneficial to me. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm debating if I'm going to buy the pass the exam prep and like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for RD exam because I'm like, again, I'm like, oh, I probably could do it, but I don't feel confident in yeah. my ability to do it on my own. And I yeah. think that's normal. I think all dietetic students, all dietetic interns feel that way. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you have the knowledge, but you're like, I still need support. And I think that's yeah. just normal as a human to want mm -hmm. support or backup or resources. So. Man, absolutely. I don't think any of us live in a silo. <clears throat> and I think, again, over the last couple of years, dietitians are sharing like what their journey is like. Mm -hmm. Even on uh, Facebook, I'm in this group. I think it's past the exam. I can't remember what it looked past the exam next to the book. <laughs> but the group is something about um, prepping for the exam, like there's tutoring. And mm -hmm. I read these students or the interns experiences all the time and how many times they needed to take the exam to pass it. Mm -hmm. It made me a little nervous, like continue to read it because they do finally pass. And you don't know how many times your RD took the exam, you know, the point yeah. is they passed the exam. But then the other side of it is, am I psyching myself out because yeah, yeah, people, you don't want to overthink, yeah. Yeah, and I tend to overthink and consume yep. a lot of information, and I think that messes me up sometimes. Same here, yep. <laughs> I think that's, like, a lot of dietetic students, because so many of us are, like, kind of type A, like, we want to we 
get into the internship the first time. I want to pass the first time. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be perfect. But it's like, no one's perfect. Like, we're all going to mess up. Like, you might not pass the exam the first time. And, like, that's okay. Like, you might not be able to pass the exam without tutoring or some yep. kind of support. And that's okay. Like, we're not perfect. But it's so hard to accept when you're, like, going through it. But can't you relate that to, excuse me, like patients and clients, like you were just saying, like, sometimes you're not going to pass it the first time. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you need that additional support. It's the same thing that we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, practicing what you preach is sometimes a little difficult, but we keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So question, what was your thought process behind, like, um, the number of DIs that you applied to. So first, how many DIs did you apply to and what was your thought process behind that? So I only applied to one DI. Which... And you were talking about confidence? I know. Really, you were I, confident. Like, I'm, like, I feel kind of crazy even like saying that still, even though I it worked. But like I applied to the Complete Business Dietetic Internship um, and I applied pre-select. So I submitted my application Gosh, I think I submitted it in January. It might mm-hmm. have been earlier than that. That might not be true. I don't have like the exact time that I submitted it, but I had reached out to our director, Beryl, um, in September of my senior year. And I was like, I love your program. I don't even remember how I found it. I think I found them <laughs> on like Instagram or something. I don't know. I, but I, was, I like, found them through All Access, actually. I think. Oh, really? Yeah one yeah, of their resources I, I really don't remember but I like was like this is awesome because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur I've always wanted to have my own business um, I was interested in either having a prior practice or like a corporate wellness practice which is literally what Beryl does so I was like this mm-hmm. is perfect I feel like I can rotate with business owners and learn so much from them and I was like I they're newer so it'll be interesting and I can live wherever I want. Like I can kind of pick that, which was like yeah. a huge bonus because I have a partner I've been with for six years and he would have, he has to move with me and I don't want to just be like, Oh, you're moving <laughs> here. Like I wanted him to be able to look for jobs. Like, yeah. so I was like, okay, like this is the one I want. So I reached out to Beryl and I was like, what can I do? Like, basically to match to your program like I want to be in your program and she was like well I think you'd be a great candidate for pre-select like you get to lift your you get to submit your application early um and you'll interview early and get to know earlier and I was like well that's perfect because at that point I was like this is the one I want I don't want anywhere else really um and I was and in the back of my mind I was like if I don't get the pre-select it's okay I can tap I can still apply for the first match and even the second match so I was like even if I don't get matched now I have two more chances so I was like it's okay my odds are even better then (laughs) like yeah but then I was like well if I don't get pre-select and I go into the regular match am I still only going to apply to one DI like just this one and hope I get in or am I going to have to look at other places Um, and see if I will have to match to them because I so it was a it was a whole thought process. I was like, I want this one, but then it's the second guessing yourself where you're like, is mm-hmm. this, do I really want this or is this just like 
I don't know. You know, there's so many scenarios you play out in your head when you're thinking about die cast just because you're like, you don't have control over it and neither do mm-hmm. the directors really. It's all in the hands of like that matching system. So yeah. it's like you start second guessing yourself. Like, how should I rank things if I don't get in? Like, should I still only pot one? Like, what do I do? Um, but I was like, this is what I want and I'm going to go for it. So I'm proud of myself that I had the confidence to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. A lot of people will shy away from it for fear. They don't know what's going to happen. And at the end of the day, it's either yes or no, but you can move on from a no, right? Yeah. And no yeah. just could could be looked at as not yet. It doesn't mean like no, never. But good for you. I'm glad you matched with the program because I think you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So tell the listeners what your internship roadmap looks like. Like what were your rotations and where are you now? Mm-hmm. So I started um, right after orientation, like I started that next Monday after orientation, and I got to be with you at orientation, which was yep. amazing. I was like, I get to meet another <laughs> intern in person, which is I great. Know. Yeah, and I started with my private practice rotation um, with a private practice here in southern New Jersey, which was great. It was a great experience. She takes clients who are looking to heal their relationship with food and their body, um, she counsels on intuitive eating. Um, so it was great because she really solely like focuses on those clients. So she's kind of built up her practice now where she's like, I don't, I'm not interested in taking weight loss clients really. Like she does MMT with those clients still. Um, but the intention of why they're there is to hear their relationship with their body and food and support their health while doing that. So that was a really great experience. So I was like, this is what I want to do so it's like watching someone do what you want to do and learning from them Mm -hmm. so that was amazing um and then I had my community rotation with Rutgers Cooperative Extension um in Gloucester County so that was great I mean both those rotations were only four weeks so they kind of like flew by um it sounds like four weeks is so long but it is so short Mm -hmm. Um, question yeah before you go on I know you got pre-select, which was awesome. I think you're different than <clears throat> other interns that I've spoken to because nobody has talked about pre-select, but also you also benefited from prior assessed learning, right? Yeah, yeah. That was from my food service rotation. Um, so I got to take, technically I could have taken two weeks off of my food service rotation and mm-hmm. it would have been five weeks, but I ended up only taking one because I was pre-select. I had reached out to like my preceptors really early. Like my current practice rotation, I had actually reached out to her in September. Um, or I think it might have been October, actually, like a month after I'd reached out to Barrel. So I was like, if I'm doing this, like I'm committing, like I'm going to find my preceptors and like build the experience now. Um, so I am set up. <laughs> So I'd reached out to her, got that set up. And then I'd reached out to my food service and my clinical and all that. So I had already kind of told them the amount of time I would be there. So I didn't want to backpedal too much and be like, actually, I told you I'll be there for seven weeks. but I'm only going to be there for five. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because food service, when I had figured out that I had to split it up in between inpatient food service and the school that I'm going to. Um, mm-hmm. 
I already was telling her like, I'm actually not going to be there seven because I have to do two in inpatient. Um, I'll be doing five. And then I was like, by the time I'm going to be like, I'm only there three weeks. She'll be like, you said you were going to be here seven originally. So <laughs> I was like, let me not because that looks a little unprofessional. So I was like, I'm going to do a month with you. And then I did two weeks in inpatient food service. So I got a week off of the inpatient part. Okay, that's nice. a nice benefit. Yeah. And it yeah. was very mature of you to not take the additional week um, for like for good faith. That's that's pretty big. Yeah, it was. I was debating. I was like, well, I can make this a five week rotation. Like that would be a lot like easier I could take like a week off honestly but at that point I was like I already am telling her I'm not going to be there for seven so to say mm-hmm. that I'm going to do three is like a little much so I was like I'll just do a month and I'm pro- I haven't done that rotation yet but I'm like having a month rotation is actually very short it seems yeah. so long but with my other four-week rotations it flew by and I honestly had a hard time completing some of the curriculum in that time span so I was like if I do three weeks it's going to be too short anyway so okay I think it will work out (laughs) yeah okay and what happened next so after my private practice I did my community rotation with Rutgers Cooperative Extension in Gloucester Mm -hmm. County um that was very interesting it went really fast I got to do a presentation um, for all the extensions they put it like online on their website you can look it up um, I think it's called I remember when you did this because you were mm-hmm. shaking in your boots yeah I was so <laughs> scared I was like because it was in front of like more than 100 people and I've never talked in front of like that amount of people before so I was like oh my god I'm gonna die I'm gonna throw up um, <laughs> but it was virtual so it was a little less bad it's called intuitive eating um and it's about the keto diet so Uh if you look up Nadia Livesay L-I-V-E-S-Y they spelled my name wrong and they haven't fixed it yet um Mm. it'll come up but I talk about the keto diet and if it basically is it worth it to do the keto diet um and it was so interesting. It took a lot of my rotation, honestly, to put the presentation together because mm-hmm. I went through so much research, um, used so many research articles to build out the presentation. We went through multiple drafts. Um, and it was really fun and interesting. And it definitely like boosted my confidence to be able to talk for an hour Good about you. a topic that I am interested in because I'm obviously interested in bad diets and relationships with food so it was interesting but I was like this is so difficult to talk for so long but that (laughs) ended up being a lot of my rotation was building that because it was only four weeks Um, and then I did work with them with the uh, farmer's market program for seniors they have um, benefits in New Jersey where they can get vouchers at the farmer's markets here so I helped them build educational materials for seniors on how they can use the vouchers, where they can apply for them, that kind of thing. So that was really interesting and fun because I didn't even know that program had existed before mm-hmm. um, the rotation. And also worked with their SNAP-Ed program, um, like just watched some of their resources and I sat in on talks they had done, they were doing at the time. So it was a really fun rotation. Um, it went by really fast, but I did like it. 
which was surprising because okay. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like community. So I, that's the one area I had never had any experience in prior to the internship. So that was very okay. interesting. Cool. Yeah. And, and then, then what happened? <laughs> then <laughs> I did clinical, which mm. I was literally so scared about. I remember at orientation, I told you, I was like, I'm going to die. Like, I <laughs> am not going to like clinical. It is so long. I was so scared. I, I remember being like, oh, my God, I cannot do this. And look um, at you, you. You were thriving. And I actually, yeah, I actually ended up loving it. I was at a, a long-term and acute care facility um, in Philadelphia. Um, and I did that for 11 weeks. And I ended up actually really liking it. Um, I think my preceptor had a lot to do with that. She was amazing. Um, she taught me a lot and she made it like so smooth. She allowed me to like shadow her for several weeks before like she really like threw me in. So I was able to like absorb the information. She made it very digestible. I was like, okay, this isn't bad. And I actually ended up liking it. Um, and then I did my two weeks of inpatient food service at the same facility. Um, and that was good. It was like, I've done that in the past. I was a dietary aid and a cook at a assisted living community for like three or four years. So it was three years. Um, so I already kind of knew what I was walking into there. Um, even though this facility was so much bigger, they have like, two or 300 beds that they serve there. And then they cook another 200 plates for another Ooh. facility for every meal that they have to send to that facility because they don't have a kitchen. Right. So you're cooking and like producing and serving in massive quantities compared to before I only had a 60 bed facility. Um, mm -hmm. But it felt comparable because at the facility I was at in undergrad, I was the only cook. Like we only had one cook and like one or two dietary aids per shift and that was it. So it felt like a similar amount of like busyness and responsibility. So I was like, okay, I can handle this. And it went well. And I just finished that rotation on Friday. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. So one more checked <laughs> off. Yeah. And, yeah. And then now next on actually tomorrow, I'll be going to um, Bridgeton Public School District. Um, I'll be doing their, I'll be doing food service there. I'll be doing my retail and my production food service curriculum. Okay. And that will be for four weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. I've never done anything with school nutrition before so I'm looking forward to it it's pretty and interesting then, time to do school nutrition yeah yeah we'll see if they're in person they keep kind of switching around um because when they got back from Christmas break they had switched to virtual for a week mm -hmm. and then they were going to go back in person but they ended up extending it till last Friday so oh. I haven't checked today if they'll be in person tomorrow but I don't know it's kind of up in the air because of I think it's because of staffing really in that district they're struggling to have enough staff really to support the schools so mm -hmm. what a, what even, a time to be an intern <laughs> I know really I mean even if they're not in school we'll still be producing the meals and I know they do like meal distribution for families so okay I'll still be able to fulfill my curriculum which was really my biggest fear because I was like I don't want to have to find another site because yeah. that is so stressful um so I'll be there either way, but we'll, it'll kind of just 
see how much like interaction I get to have like with the students. So that would right. be interesting. <laughs> okay. And then yeah. what you got? And then I will be with Barrel for four weeks doing the um, second part of my business rotation with Be Complete. So that mm -hmm. would be really interesting. She's already starting to like line up the experiences I'll get to do with her. So that will be very exciting. Um, I know you did a rotation with her, so. Oh no, I loved it. She pushed me and stretched me mm -hmm. and it was very um, eye-opening what she's been able to create. I think, I, I can't remember if that's like your final rotation, mm -hmm. but I know it's gonna be towards the end of yeah. the experience for you. Um, starting off with her, she was my first and being mm -hmm. close to your last, I think will put a lot of things um, together and in perspective yeah. for you. I know yeah. you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I know I will too. Barrel has like this interesting ability to like really take the things out of you that you didn't know you had. <laughs> like every time I talk to her, I'm like, oh, I never looked at it that way. Like she puts things in like such a good perspective and knows how to really like push you and make yeah. you feel confident in yourself and I'm like okay this is gonna be great I'm glad I'll get to like kind of finish it with her and wrap it up in a nice bow um and then I'll have my enrichment rotation obviously which will be three weeks um it's our with the complete business dietetic internship we have a elective rotation of sorts even though we already have two additional business rotations mm -hmm. um so we get to select that ourselves and it can be in anything we really want and so I'm doing it with a company that's located in Philadelphia called Mother Butter um, okay she just yeah she just started it like very it's very recent it's basically like a startup where and she's the sole owner like runner of the business like she wow. does everything so it's going to be so interesting to kind of pick her brain of how she's handling these like startup phases of her company um and it's basically a feed butter spread um, that she created to support women's health. Um, so I think that's going to be awesome. I've kind of picked it just for fun, which I've never mm -hmm. really thought. This sounds so terrible. It sounds like I'm like no, it doesn't. the most boring person ever. But like, I've never like selected like something in my life just to do like because I wanted to like for fun, like not for practical reasons. Um, so I was like, this is my chance to like be a little spontaneous. <laughs> like, Ooh, um, yeah, I was like, I don't <laughs> think I'll ever do like product. I shouldn't say never because you always end up doing stuff that you say you thought you would never do. But I don't think I'll ever really be involved in like product distribution and creation. Like I see myself more as like a service business owner. Mm -hmm. And but I've always been intrigued on how that works, like how she sources her ingredients, how she creates it herself, like how she wow. distributes it. So I'm like, I think that will be a really interesting experience to see, especially since she just started. Um, so I really just selected that for my own knowledge, just to experience that, even though I don't know if I'll use it in my career. I was like, I want to do something like different and fun and crazy like it's not really yeah. that crazy but, <laughs> but doing some wild things yeah Nadia. going crazy like <laughs> and turning with a seed butter company like that's my version of crazy <laughs> no but it's so cool it's it's an experience that a lot of other yeah. people don't get and 
I think many of us are very serious about our internship and it's just yeah. like, okay, I have to do this. And I have to do that. It's nice to even have that opportunity to do something that is just because you want to do yeah, it and you want, you want to, to do it. Yeah. And you yeah. feel like you'll learn something and grow, like, even if it's not professionally, like personally, um, and kind of just get to see the behind the scenes of something that you never thought you would. So I'm excited yeah. about that. And that will be my final rotation. And then I'll be done. And that will be all my last day with her will be April 1st. Um, wow. We actually have I a think class day that day. So look um, at you, you get to win, like you just get to wrap stuff up. Yeah, like, I think you're one of the people that's like finishing the earliest. Yeah, I'm finishing very early. I it wasn't on purpose. Um, it just kind of happened because I didn't take any because I was pre-select. I didn't build any breaks into my rotations because I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. I didn't know we were at vacation time, so I was like back to back to back, <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not changing it now. I already yeah. put it, I already told all my preceptors when I was going to be there. I'm not moving it. So I was like, it's fine. I'm just going to finish early. Um, but now I'm glad because I'm going to take that time to like study for the RD exam, mm -hmm. which will be nice. I can kind of focus on that um, and not have to worry about trying to study and do the rotations because I'm not the best at trying to do both of those. Like that multitasking is not really, my brain can't do that. <laughs> so it'll be nice to like have a break. Yeah, you deserve a break. So, and I know, um, because our internship is a little different because mm -hmm. we're doing something similar to like Shark Tank at the end. It's like our capstone. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we have to do our own personal business plan and we have to pitch it and yep. all of that good stuff, which is exciting, kind of nerve-wracking yeah. for me a little bit, but it's exciting. Um, do you want to talk about what that looks like for you like you don't have to tell us everything but just like a little bit of what you are thinking about and and how you're preparing for that part yeah absolutely yeah so I'm very excited to do that honestly I didn't even know that was like part of the curriculum that much until I got the orientation I was like mm -hmm. oh I have to create that I had no <laughs> yeah. idea this is new to me I was like oh that's pretty cool I was like, that's actually going to be helpful. Didn't yep. really know that going in. So I was like, another bonus of this internship. Great. Um, and I think <laughs> that you probably have that with every DI. You'll realize you have to do something you didn't know you had to do. But yeah. it's usually for a reason and you grow from it. Um, but I'm doing mine on my own private practice that I'm hoping to have. Um, that you will. So that I will have. Thank you, Danielle. You're welcome. Um, so I've started kind of like piecing together little things even from the beginning of me starting just because I'm like I actually plan on having this business so mm -hmm. it's like you kind of do some of the things that you're doing naturally anyway like starting a website I have my website set up now um, Good job. thinking about yeah, yeah that was a whole process <laughs> like <laughs> Definitely didn't cry trying to set it up. Definitely didn't. <laughs> Definitely didn't get so confused and frustrated. Nope, I'm not never. A designer. <laughs> never. Went so smooth. Um, so like <coughs> I set that up in probably November. Um, I started kind of piecing together like some of the financial things, like how many clients do I want to take on? Like, what will my pricing be? Um, what will my expenses be? That's definitely been like mm -hmm. the most 
challenging part to me, even though I have a business minor, I took accounting and finance, I still cannot <laughs> figure it out sometimes. Um, yeah. But now I'm starting to piece it together a little bit. Um, and just thinking about marketing, all those things, um, I'm definitely now trying to start focusing on putting together the actual business plan more because we're getting closer <laughs> to the end now, especially yeah. since um, I'll be wrapping up at like the end of March. I'm like, okay, I need to start piecing things together now. It's um, creeping up. It, it really is. It, I will say for the dietetic internship, dietetic interns, dietetic students, nine months of a dietetic internship seems like forever before you do it. It's like, that is so long. It's like a whole year. I have so much time, like it's going to go by so slow and I'm just going to want to be an RD. It goes by so fast. I feel mm -hmm. like it's still August. Like, yeah, I can't believe we're more than halfway done. Um, it's kind of crazy. So just like me thinking about how fast everything else has gone, I'm like, okay, I know it's going to go by fast, so I need to start piecing my stuff together. Um, mm hmm but when you have an internship that has like a big project like that, I think the most important thing is kind of to break it down into chunks and not try to do it all at once um, and just focus on one thing at a time because I'm notorious for like being like, oh, I need to start this and then I'll start this and then I'll start this, but I never actually like finish it completely. Like I'll start my financial part of the project and then I like do half of it and I'm like, and yep. then I can't figure it out. And I give up and I'm like, okay, I'll come back to it later. And then it's half done. And then I start something else and then I get frustrated and it's half done. So now I'm kind of just trying to focus on finishing one aspect at a time. It's nice that you have like an outline and you know what works for you. Everybody doesn't um, set their organization up the same. Yeah. Everybody can't sit down and, and one thing for eight hours. I know I can't. Yeah, and I think that goes for, like, every part of a dietetic internship, especially with the distance program. Like, everyone in our cohort is so different. We all think differently. We live in different places, like, have mm -hmm. different connections. So it's, like, all of us have had such a different experience, which it can be, like, difficult at times. We're, like, oh, we're not in the same rotation. We can't relate to all the same things that each other are going through because we have different preceptors. Um but we also can play to each other's strengths. And when one mm -hmm. of us doesn't know something, we can ask the other. Um, which yeah, is the really group nice. chat is live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God for the group chat. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, I mean, there was a couple of other questions that I was going to ask you, but I feel like you've answered them just in conversation. So that's cool. My question for you that I, I always love to ask um, whoever I'm interviewing is how do you want to shake up nutrition and dietetics? First of all, I love this question because um, I think Yay. everyone can really bring something different to the table. Um, mm -hmm. Such like, even though nutrition and dietetics has been around for a while, we're still a very like new profession. And I think there's so much like progress and growth that can be made. Yep. Um, in our profession, like one with just like in the clinical setting, gaining more respect to like having people understand what a dietitian is, like why we do what we do, like that we're not the food police, like we're not here to <laughs> tell you exactly what to eat. Like it's 
we have so much growth and progress we can make. And I think that's great. Um, for me personally, I know with my private practice, I want to teach my clients that they can reject that diet mentality that society has given them for so long that mm -hmm. they have to be a certain weight or that they have to eat perfect to be worthy of health or like respect by their doctor. Like I want to teach them mm. to like find that peace that within themselves with food and their body and understand that they can have health at any size. They don't have to seek weight loss in order to live a healthy life or to take care of their mental health or to have respect from their doctor that they deserve that where they're at now mm -hmm. and that they can find behaviors and form habits that feel good to them. They don't have to eat a certain way or lose that weight in order to take care of themselves. Yeah, no, that's big. I, I love the, um, this new set of uh, future dietitians that are like doing their internships or that are brand new RDs and, you know, the way that they look at things, like there's a lot of, in the past, you know, <clears throat> and, and times change, but I felt in the past, it was very much cookie cutter. Like this mm -hmm. is the way, like there's one way and this is the way that is not even relevant anymore. I think a lot yeah. of people may try to hold on to that, but we are breaking out and saying, no, that's not it. There's infinite ways to be healthy the way that <clears throat> you individually want to be healthy and how you want to improve your life. And there's somebody out there that can do it. That is mm -hmm. a dietitian that has different experiences and perspectives to help you and, and who will partner with you to get there. You know? Yeah. There's I a lot of great there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the new like class of dietitians coming up, like a lot of us have that and like, we don't want to be promoting diet culture. We don't want to be saying you need to do this. Here's this meal plan. Like you need mm -hmm. to follow this to a T or you're not healthy. You're not like going to improve your health like your doctor isn't gonna want to help you because you aren't losing your weight I think a lot of us like now are kind of adopting a newer mentality and I think that's amazing and I think everyone can find a dietitian that can fit their lifestyle like I personally yep. when I have a private practice won't take clients that want to lose weight because that's not what I personally want to be subscribe I don't know yeah. um, but I personally won't take weight loss clients because that's not the purpose of my practice purpose of my practice will be helping you find peace with food learning about how to respect your body and look at it from a neutral lens um, but there are dietitians who aren't going to tell you to go on a fad diet and can teach you how to do those sustainable health behaviors to lose weight and mm -hmm. I think that's great too. Like that isn't going to be my approach, but like there are so many dietitians who are going to have that. And I think that's amazing that we as the new class of dietitians are teaching people how to like take control of their health versus us taking control for them. I yep. think that's like great. I, and I love that. And 
it's one of the things that <clears throat> stuck out to me in pursuing a DI that focused on business and, and um, entrepreneurship because you can create this practice from start. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't necessarily have to have years of experience doing anything else. This is what you want to do. This is what you're focused on. You can create the practice where you do not have to take on clients that um, you don't want to, you know? Yeah. I, I, I love great. the fact that you're doing that. And, and uh, I mean, I'm going to shout that out because it's awesome. It's, it's everything is not about weight loss. And then if you also want to lose weight, you can do that too. There's a dietitian yeah. for that. There's, yeah. We have so many amazing, like, even in our class, everyone has a different, like, thing they're pursuing, like gut health or weight loss in a sustainable way or intuitive eating like I am like everyone has something that they're interested in and in the next class I know it's the same like people are interested in teaching people how to eat a plant-based diet like and I think that's amazing one for the profession because it shows like how much range we have it can show people we're not the food place where you're not going to come to our appointments and just get a meal plan and leave and that's it and Mm -hmm. we're not like and I think that that is how everyone can shake up nutrition and dietetics is just by understanding that individualized approach is so, so important in healthcare in general. Yep. And not enough professions really do it. Like even like my dad, for example, he told me he went to the doctors and he, she told him, Oh, just lose weight and exercise and you'll be good. (laughs) That's it. And that's it. (laughs) She's like, oh, and maybe you see a nutritionist oh. and go to the gym. And I was like, like that, she didn't ask him anything about what do you, like, what do you eat now? Like, do you exercise? Like, and, and I'm like, as dietitians, like, I think in our DPD program and stuff, we learn so much about that and we have so much value and things to bring to the table. And I think we can really show the world that. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> the specialty is so important and that's not to knock um, physicians. I understand no, like no. their, their roster of patients that they have to see every day is incredible. And it's insane. Yeah. they're able to focus on everything that we think that's important that they should or that your mm-hmm. father as a patient, you know, that I think he absolutely should have had more education and, and, somebody probing, you know, instead of just giving a quote unquote solution to the problem. That's why we're here. And I I know, I feel like I've said this two or three times before, but dietitians should also be a part of just your basic medical team, like your individual medical team. And I can't say that I've seen too many people that has their like, yep, I got my PCP, I have my OBGYN, I have my dietitian. Nobody ever says nope. that. Nope. I want to change that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, yeah, physicians, like, they're so great. They have so much they have to know just from, like, being clinical. Like, they're crazy busy. They have such a big patient caseload they have to take care of. They can't do it all. And that's, like, mm-hmm. why there's dietitian. That's why there's rehab. That's why they have speech therapists. And I think yep. as dietitians, we just need to, like, show that we have that value we need to be part of those teams like at primary care physicians for example like I know my primary care physician doesn't have like a dietitian on staff which makes sense because like they don't have a speech therapist on staff but just show like showing 
that we need to be part of that referral process. Like, oh, you have this concern about your diabetes? Okay, here's a dietitian that specializes in diabetes. So mm -hmm. I think it's just another way that we as a profession can grow. Agreed, agreed. I love it. So can you believe, I don't know if you can see it, but it's almost been an hour that we've been talking. And I, I feel like the time has flown because the conversation has just uh, flowed so well. So thank you for coming on and speaking. This is probably, it's, it's definitely been one of my favorite interviews so far. Thank you. And, yeah, I always and love you, talking to you. You know, no, you're easy. So like, even you were like the first intern that I ever spoke to and actually met face to face. So I think our conversations are a little easier anyway. Yeah. So two final questions that I have. The first one is what advice or three tips would you give dietetic students or dietetic interns that are also along on this journey? So the first one I feel like everyone says, but it really is so important is to reach out to directors early. Um, maybe not everyone listening has done that, but you can still reach out now. Like it's not too late. Like now is as early as it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So if you wait to do it tomorrow, you could have done it today and it would have been earlier. Um, just because they really, really appreciate getting to know you, talking to you, understanding why you want to be in the program. And it will give you such a big leg up when yep. you're applying to an internship because they will be like, oh, I had a conversation with them on the phone or, oh, I remember them emailing me and they said that they liked the program because of this. Um, mm -hmm. And it really does show like that you want to be there, which is really what directors want to see. Like they're not just interested in your GPA, even though it might feel like it when you're applying. <laughs> Mm -hmm. what they care about is your potential and if you don't want to be there they will know that so already during that application process showing that you are really interested in them and you want to be there in their program really makes a difference yep. um, number two is going to be for interns specifically lean into that network that you're building um, dietetics is so so small and it's kind of crazy how small it is um, that I've just even noticed from Beryl. Like, I'll be like, oh, I reached out to this person um, and she will <laughs> know them somehow. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> how do you know? Like, even my private practice rotation, she knew my preceptor already. She had already talked to the previous KVDI class um, during class day. And I didn't even know that. I had just randomly mm. found her. So mm -hmm. lean into that network you're building, like talk to your preceptors about what you're interested in, in the future, like, and they might know someone who does exactly yep. that. So just really keep in contact with your preceptors after you're done, like talk to them about what you're looking for. If you're a student that is doing a distance program, you have a call with the preceptor on the phone, tell them what other rotations you're looking for if they've agreed to precept you, they might give you that next rotation contact. Um, I've had that happen where they were like, oh, like you are looking for that next? Like I know blah, blah, blah. And you can, here's their contact information. So mm -hmm. just leaning into that. And the last one is to keep an open mind. Um, That's a big one. Yeah, like as a student and as an intern, like 
as I said earlier, like I thought I would hate clinical with everything in my being. And I ended up like really liking it. So just before you apply to internships or before you go into a rotation, just keep an open mind because you never know like what you might end up liking. Um, there are so many opportunities in this field like to do whatever you could dream of. Like you, there are careers that you don't even know exist in dietetics that could end up being your dream job. So just keep an open mind with whatever you're doing. Yeah, no, I think those are great tips. Um, so my final question is, is there anything that I haven't asked you or any information or motivation that you want to share with the 40-something and interning audience that um, they can benefit from? I think just to remember to dream big because so many dietetic students, dietitians, dietetic interns, like we limit ourselves a lot. Um, I know personally, like I have people I've known in dietetics, like we set so many expectations on ourselves. Um, like we'll say, I'm not going to get into that DI because my GPA is blah, blah, blah. So I'm not even going to apply there because what's the point? Even if it's their dream internship or I'm not going to get that job because I don't have three years experience. So they just don't even bother applying or I can't have a private practice because I don't have experience yet and I need to be working for five years before I can do that um, I think putting so many like limits and expectations on ourselves we don't even realize our full potential so just dream big like shoot your shot like no matter what it is and worst that happens is someone says no or it doesn't work out and then you just figure it out you pick yourself back up and you go on to the next thing but if you never allow yourself that opportunity, it's never going to happen. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> you don't know, you know, it, I mean, mm -hmm. you're rejecting it before it even had the chance to start. You know, you have yeah. no idea what that potential could be. And I understand what it's like to be in that place because you're yeah. scared. But I think <clears throat> even starting now for you guys that are much younger, like it took me to getting in my forties to really put that fear to the side because mm -hmm. I was just unfulfilled <laughs> and I knew what I wanted to do. So I was going to go for it, period. Yeah. You can say no, but somebody else sees the value and the potential and they saw my vision. So I knew somebody was going to say yes. So yeah, someone, you can get 99 no's, but all it takes is that one yes and you'll be golden. Like, and it can feel so hard when you're in that place, like, yep. of, I can't do it. Like, I'm not good enough. I've said that to myself so many times when even just applying to internships. I'm like, I'm not going to get it into one. Like, I already was thinking that when I was a freshman in college. And it's like, yeah. you haven't even experienced, a you're not even a quarter way through college and you're already predetermining something for yourself. And it ended up not being true. I got it. Yep. But I just wouldn't allow myself to dream big because I didn't want to set myself up for disappointment. Mm -hmm. But by doing that, I was limiting myself and I, I was like talking down to myself where I didn't even want to try. I didn't want to try to go get more volunteer experience or do this or do that. Cause I was like, what's the point? I'm not going to, mm -hmm. it's not going to be as good as the person next to me. Cause I'm like yeah. comparing myself to them. So just allowing yourself not to, put yourself down or compare yourself to other people in your cohort or 
your DVD program, like just focus on you and what you want to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I could have said it any better. You said it <clears throat> and I'm here for it. So, But Nadia, thank you so, so, so much for coming on. I was already eyeing you from the beginning. I was like, I need her to come on. Um, because, because you're so easy to speak to and you're so laid back. The reason for the podcast is to give inspiration, um, to people that are dietetic students and that are dietetic interns to let them know you're not alone in this. Like everybody has a story. Um, Mm -hmm. and most of the time, nobody has it perfect either. So everybody (laughs) has it perfect. (laughs) not at all their own set of challenges and we're out here doing it and that means you can do it too so if you Mm -hmm. need some inspo it's right here yeah and I love the podcast thank you one I find it inspiring that you're doing this like just watching you on social media listening to the podcast I'm like so Danielle like she (laughs) had a dream and she's going for it like that is so inspiring Listen, I don't know. It's like a labor of love. I think I feel like there's something that can really come from it. But for right now, I'm just enjoying the the process. And it does. Yeah, it makes it um, entertaining to watch everybody around me. and, And it inspires me as well. So Nadia, if any of the listeners want to contact you or follow you like I do, how can they reach you um, on social media? Um, so I have my Instagram, which is Nourished by Nadia. That's the one I use most. Um, don't confuse it. But there's another one where it's Nourished by Nadia. I know that's confusing. It's Nourished by Nadia. Or you can contact me on my website, which is nourishedbynadia.com. And I have like a contact page on there. So. Okay. And no worries. I'm going to get that information and put it in our show notes so that they can find you and we won't confuse you at all. Perfect. <laughs> So thank you, Nadia. And thank you guys for listening again this week. I'll talk to you soon.